everybody. It is June 4th, and we are on episode 11. Isaiah Thomas number. <gasps> yeah. And, big news, this weekend we passed 1,000 listens. Oh, well, that's all right. <gasps> no way, congratulations. I know we were close. Oh, that fires me up. Yes. Yeah. So, four digits. It's pretty impressive. Four whole numbers. 100 people per episode now. It's not bad. It's impressive. I'll take it. I mean, exceeding our expectations, that's for that's, sure. Well, that's all you needed. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell you what, I'm having fun listening to them every time. I'm on the road a lot, so oh. that's what I tune into. Because serious, I don't care. You're still paying for commercials. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. thankfully I got a good podcast that I can listen to and laugh to. I've laughed out loud tears in my eyes at a couple of them. So. All right, that's good. Yeah. And that third voice is our guest, Michelle McEwen. Yes, Steve, am I right? Once again. Yes. You ready to get into this? Yeah, let's do it. Do the intro. I didn't. No. You gotta do the same thing. We have continuity right. here. People have come to expect certain things. Well, you can find us is, on Facebook. Is this the spelling bee? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen, and you can also send us emails which we would appreciate, and that can be sent to hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. That is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. So, please, send us some emails. Wasn't that better? That was so good, and for every time I've tried to listen to it, I've tried to like spell it out and make sure you're doing it right. Yeah. And now I just did it, and you didn't read it from anything. Nope. The first time he did, but then now he is. Uh, You've memorized that. Got ten episodes under my belt. I mean, this is good. Did we say the date too? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. you said the date. June fourth. And then, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're we'll ready to play hot takes. Might as well. You got a couple things for us, huh? Well, I have one that I'm. Want to talk about the other one? No, we're not going to. Okay, I'm just I don't want to keep that man's name in my mouth. So, all right, fair enough. My hot take is I read today that a whale in Thailand died from ingesting 17 pounds worth of plastic, which is kind of crazy. That's not the first um, whale I've seen. Um, somehow, I got I don't know if you guys maybe I'm late to the party, but. There's a whole island of garbage in the Pacific. Really? Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's the way the ocean tides go, and all this plastic is funneled into this area. It's outside of Hawaii. It's down towards, anyways, and it's literally just this whole island of plastic garbage. That's horrid. I forgot the name of what it's called. But anyways, so I got onto that, and then I got onto that, and I somehow got into all these sea creatures, and I saw... <laughs> Turtles and ducks and whales and keeps starting a movement. Well, so, well then, and then, well, we the reason we saw this was we went to the Great Lakes Film Festival, uh, the Pendleton oh. Film, Film Festival, yes. over the wintertime, and they had somebody who did one on plastics, and um, it was good, but it was kind of made me eye open. And I I do little small things like I always try to take a paper bag when I can. Mm-hmm. I don't use a straw. I don't use a straw. Yeah. Um, I brought straws. 
so that like a, I have um, metal straws that I'll take. Oh, perfect. Because sometimes some places I won't let my lips touch their yeah. glasses. Yeah. Let's yeah. be clear. And, that, <laughs> and those are the reasons too. Like there's yeah. not all the time. I mean, I will use a straw some of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's sometimes it's seedy. Yeah. And then um, those are my, and like I try to reduce plastic silverware. Those are my. Yeah, that's huge. Um, my friend Amy Provenzano, she used to live here in Alpena. She lives up in Seattle now. And she's a huge environmentalist. And just the little, like, Snapchats that she sends that she's picking up garbage on her walk or whatever and how much she picks up in, the like, a two-mile walk. And it's it, it just makes me more aware. So I find myself picking up trash, too. But, I mean, dead, dead whales with 19 pounds of plastic in its stomach. That it was 80 plastic bags and some other stuff in there. The picture I saw was just disgusting. I mean, I saw the picture and I saw the headline briefly, but it, like, popped up on my BuzzFeed alert or whatever, but I didn't get a chance to read it today. But, I mean, we got to do something, right? Yeah. Something's got to be done. Mm -hmm. So, I know the other big one I'm really guilty of, and we work on it, is plastic water bottles. I know. And um, we've tried ordering, getting in bigger ones and then taking our own and... I do. I'm really good at it at work, but for some reason at home we just prefer a plastic water bottle. So, but we're working. Really, stand better at home. I reuse mine. I know that's not safe, but I <laughs> reuse mine all the time, <laughs> so it kind of reduces a little bit. And then I take them to the recycling. But. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, I don't have recycling over there. Oh, look at that! I, I gotta say, Brad, you have, you got a great place, ladies. He's a grown man. I mean, you got subway tile. It's a great kitchen. It's a cute house. It's something. He cooks and he cleans. I do. Irons. He's established. Yeah. Um, the grown man. I need to get to iron. No. Oh, but I, I mean, ironing. you do. Just throw it back in the dryer. Oh, I love to iron. It's oh. one of my favorite things to do. My mom said she would do it. So. My cousin <laughs> irons his jeans. Really? He will. Um, no, I'm not that. And, I mean, I it's have something. iron jeans. It looks good, though. I mean, he's always he always looks put together um uh, my hot take is the NBA finals ended last night or not ended but game ended to there so it's 2-0 golden state yep. um do we have we have had a pod since the snafu did we no no so because like, that was thursday thursday it was that was the probably the craziest thing i've ever seen well not craziest but it was really up there for to watch that whole the big brand for one. Did you see that many one? I don't watch the NBA finals. Okay. Fair enough. So mm -hmm. I'm watching the NHL finals. Oh yes, that's yeah, exciting. That's my game. Game three, game four is tonight. Game four is tomorrow night. Yeah. I, no, if I, it's tonight, we're turning your T V on. Yeah. I think it's tonight. I did see that they're having a parade no matter what in Vegas and I kinda <laughs> laughed at that. You know what? Well, they should. So. They should throw a parade. They should have thrown a parade if they lost in the first round. They made it to the playoffs. Yeah. Expansion team. I guess that's how spoiled we are being um, Michiganders. <sighs> because you're just automatically, I mean, we're only throwing a parade for one thing here. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the cup or nothing. So what are we watching it tonight? I believe it's tonight. <sighs> Man. So we'll have to keep it moving so that way uh, we don't lose Michelle. You're not gonna lose me. The ADD and on the TV. It's, I, if it was if it was one one if it was a close series right now, but it's exciting. I know you guys know you guys are more NBA and NFL and that kind of thing, but this playoff this is historic. And Vegas is putting on a show. I mean, yeah. even if you don't like hockey, yeah. 
watch the pregame. It's a good time. It's worth it just for that. Yeah. I watched it last week. <clears throat> Only like Las Vegas could do. It's Vegas. I mean, yeah. it's Vegas, baby. That's yeah. that's really what that is. Way over the top, but not in a bad way either. No, it's not. It's yeah. It's it's a show. It's yeah. it's Vegas style. But. <clears throat> Nails. I didn't know if you wanted to talk more about the NBA. Uh, I mean, just Jr. was being Jr. I think that solidified LeBron. He will not be in Cleveland next year. No, oh, that really? was it. He was like, no, I, I was thinking about it, and then that made up my mind. He might start beating up his teammates. <laughs> Are they playing like garbage? No, they're playing really good. It's just so what happened was is, um, was who's on the line? Wasn't LeBron? George Hill was on. George the line. Hill was on the line. Okay, eighty uh, some percent free throw yeah. shooter. Four seconds left in the game, mm-hmm. and the game was tied. Okay, he misses the free throw. Mm-hmm. Um, Cleveland, J.R. Smith gets the rebound, and he thought they were winning, so he grabs the ball and starts dribbling in the corner. And LeBron, and you see LeBron. <laughs> what are you doing? Hello. And then, of course, it goes in overtime. Golden State wins. So. Oh. And game two, they just... Is Curry doing anything? Amazing. Yeah. He's on fire right now. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah. I like his jam. I do. We've talked about this before. I think it's Steph Curry, the appeal to him is just because he does things that most people can do. He can shoot. Yeah. So. I pay attention during the regular season, but for some reason, the playoffs, like, I just, it's always the same people. Yeah. Um, that's probably fair about the yeah. NBA. I'm the opposite. And... College basketball, once they leave college basketball, I'm pretty much done. I don't know why. I just prefer it. Oh, I'm going to watch basketball. It's college basketball. I follow them. Yeah? Like, I even followed Kyle Singler in Oklahoma yeah. City's bench right yeah. now. So, which I think is probably going to get released this year. But but that's where he's at. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram. That's yeah. about as far as I follow him. I can pretty much tell you where most, if you quiz me, yeah. I probably could tell you where, if they're in the NBA where they all are and what's going on with them. Can wait for later. Yeah, yeah. Which we're yeah we'll get into, into that. I don't think it's healthy by any stretch of imagination at times. But, <laughs> but it is what it is. It's I a mean, tick weird. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's our hot takes. It wasn't very hot takey, but we kind of said that earlier. It was yeah. kind of a weird an off week. So, all right. So, I got something to get off my chest. Saturday night, Alice and I went to uh, the Lincoln Day, Lincoln Day Dinner. For the Alpena Republican Party, and while I tend to side more conservative than whatever, it really doesn't matter. Um, sitting there, I realized something, and it's something that we've talked about here on the pot before. And that was, first of all, I think while well, Allison was easily the youngest person in that room, um, and then the average age of that room was probably sixty. I'm guessing. Allison brought it down. And yeah, so I realized that. People need to do a better job of getting more involved earlier in the process of things. And the bigger thing for me is, especially with like this election cycle, um, I, I really don't care who you vote for or any reasons. And we've had this talk before. We don't necessarily agree on everything. But um, Brad, I don't know necessarily you stay with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for a lot of times, people like to get involved at the 12th hour. You know, like theater sign we've talked about the rv park where a lot of times these these issues and these things are going on the whole time and people i don't know if people i don't want to say i don't think people are lazy i just don't think 
maybe sometimes I think people don't know where to find this stuff or how to find out. I met a guy this weekend who um, is running for Senate. He's possibly going against Stabenow. He's hoping to get the um, nomination. He was amazing. I absolutely love oh, yeah. him. His name is John James. Um, he's from Detroit. He's a, a military veteran. Um, I would tell you that he's obviously a Republican. Um, he's black, which is different. You don't see a lot of African-American conservatives, Republican, Republicans. Yeah. Um, he was very, um, he was a great speaker. Absolutely phenomenal. And um, I loved him. But the minute we got it done with that event, I was just like, I'd love to go to a Democrat one and see what they have to say. That's awesome. Which I thought was good, too, because, you know, it's good to try to f- figure out as much information as you can about everyone. And I think people need to do, do their due diligence, especially nowadays, because there's so much misinformation out there. So that was it. Um, <clears throat> we had somebody talk to us about maybe once in a while throwing a tidbit about each other in there. So, um, I guess that could be my tidbit, kind of like so that it works in. I didn't know if you wanted to say anything. I, I sort of, I, what I had to get off my chest isn't really a big issue. That's fine. It's, I just, last night, it's kind of a dumb thing, but I got done watching one of my favorite shows, okay. Orphan Black. All right. It was the last season, the last episode. And when the credits started the roll, I was like, wow, my life is kind of empty now. <laughs> <laughs> I felt, I have felt it's that. Like, it's been like that after Lost, yep. Friday Night Lights, The Wire, Sopranos. Mine was Sons of Anarchy. It's like, I, it is weird. I don't know how, how long has that show been on. It was the fifth season. Fifth season, and you've been watching it for five years? Yes. So. And it's all done? Yes. I had to watch it on Amazon Prime. Mm. It is weird when even I find even if like I play catch up on a series, because mm-hmm. then you binge watch. So now you're devoting a week of your life. Mm-hmm. There is a certain amount of emptiness. But is it sad? <laughs> I don't. You like probably, I, I don't think it's sad. But yeah. I think that there's people out there that are like, that's your issue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I remember. I don't. It wasn't a big issue. I was just no, but but I feel the same exact. Oh, I'm in total agreement. Agreement with you on that one because I've done that several times. There was a video game called NBA Jam. You played two on two, and you went through the whole teams. And if you got done, you did it. The thing it said is now go outside and get some fresh air. Oh really? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That is funny. So people want to know a little bit more about us. And I think people just, I love that dead silence. You can saw the anguish. That, watching him squirm is what oh I Oh my what gosh, I live for. Brad. That's what I look for. So, um, anything else you want to give the people? I guess what I texted you earlier is like, that's a good one. one thing, you that? Me and Steve are both born in foreign countries. That's correct. Steve was born in Korea, obviously, South Korea. I was born in Germany. No kidding. Because my dad was in the army, and that's where he was stationed. So, no kidding. Yeah. That's cool. Well, it was until the Detroit Half Marathon when we both got pulled aside. <laughs> we needed to see your IDs, you know? Are you kidding me? Oh, no. Our Detroit Marathon story is amazing. So we, um, <laughs> obviously, the Detroit Marathon, it's, you go in, over into Canada, so it's oh. an international marathon, half mm-hmm. marathon. And uh, we're in there in line, and we have to present our IDs. And uh, we noticed that there was a distinct theme in the 
checking line or wherever we were. It was a random check, but it wasn't very random. No. Because <laughs> the only white person. <laughs> Brad was the only white person in the line. You don't look foreign. <laughs> and whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> I just remember. He's got a Polish name, born in Germany. Yeah. You need to flag him. Yeah. But I remember. Looks like trouble. I remember like, oh, you know, your packet's over here. You got flagged. You just took out over there. And I remember, oh, all right, whatever. That doesn't seem a big deal. And then I remember we were talking, and then, then after a while, it's taking a long time, and we're like, so then I just kind of looked around and was like, holy cow, like, we're being profiled. Yeah, we're, this is a total <laughs> mess right now. I was just this like, oh, fun. this is, yeah, I was like, oh, that's yeah, weird. so that's, that's our wow. Detroit Marathon. Or it wasn't really a joke, our thing, though. That's what it is, so. That's kind huh. of about us. Anything about you you want to say? Other than you're single. We want to change that. Ready to mingle. Maybe um, she's going to come to your house when we're party in two weeks. Am I the first girl in your house that you're not related to? Oh, yes. So, I guess we could segue into you because we're kind of, I think we've touched a little bit. And we'll further work this area here. Um, so, Michelle... I've known Michelle for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, she's here. She's our first woman on the kitchen. First lady. So thank you for coming along. It's a beautiful uh, kitchen. Thanks for having me. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. I, for we're doing women all month long. Yeah. So. And I'm actually, um, when I was listening the other day with Dylan and you were previewing your month of June, thank you. I'm in a good class of women there. Yeah. I'm really... Um, I know all four, or all three of the other ones, um, one more casually and the other two professionally, and I'm interested just to kind of hear more about their jam and figure out, you know, just be a part of it. They're, they're all awesome, so thank you. Well, I think they all have a neat story. Yeah. The beautiful about the one is one's Brad's neighbor. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> that's handless. Nice. So that's what, that's kind of, it had a lot to do with it. That it's helps. Kind of I mean, there's your end. Yeah. If only one single chick could move in over here that you could maybe say like, hey, I got a podcast. Hey. Hey, do it like that. Like Joey, how you doing? How you doing? We're going to make it happen. All right. So, but yeah, good month you guys got. Yes. So um, I remember you, the first time I remember you, you were doing Channel One at high school. Yeah. Yeah, so that's when mm -hmm. I first remember seeing you. And then, of course, I really haven't talked to you just until really the past five years, right? Oh, at least, yeah. yeah. I would say that's... So the Chamber Bastards? Yep. Yeah, so um, what have you... What, so why don't you tell us a little about you? Obviously, you grew up in Alpena. Yep. Born and raised, um, and well, I lived in Lachine. My parents, uh, my dad still lives out there. And um, farm girl, like Long Rapids. LR Mafia is what we... <laughs> they they kind of coined that. And then I left... Um, the minute I could, um, <laughs> I went to Central my first year, and that didn't work out, so I came home and did a year here at ACC and then went to Grand Rapids and about um, graduated from Grand Valley. Um, I have a degree in advertising and public relations with an emphasis in sports promotion, so I had a goal of becoming a sports agent, yes. actually, growing up, and I worked for the Grand Valley Athletic Department in college and had a pretty cool jam there. Um, did like halftime shows for football games and that kind of thing. Um, but then after I graduated, I, I got a job like immediately. Sold paper print advertising in 1999 when everything was starting to go digital. 
and it just wasn't my jam. And then my sister went and had a baby up here. So the call, I was coming home every other weekend to get to know him and um, fell back in love with Alpina, like realized that, hey, big city, maybe not my jam. So moved back home and just kind of, I started selling advertising for the advertiser okay. and just kind of connected through all that. And now I have my dream job. So it's kind of working out. I'm loving Alpina. But being involved, that's that's why I can. Yeah, um, that's crazy. I don't. <clears throat> as I think Brad will tell you, and I don't like to say it a lot, but I'm busy. Yes. And <laughs> one of the few people, one of the few people I know that are busier than me is you. I I have to stay busy. So I haven't been blessed with children yet. Um, I mentioned my oldest nephew, Austin, and then um, he has a brother, Ryan, and I want them to love Alpina too. So if I can contribute in any little way possible and show them that you can have a good time and have a lot of fun and make a lot of memories and friends and connections and live in Alpina. Mm -hmm. Alpina is a big town. I, I barely know you guys and we've yeah. all lived here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's. It just, I just wish it was easier to get to and from. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the only thing, but I'm kind of grateful for that, too. I think that's a blessing. And, it's and a, a curse. curse mm -hmm. yeah. um, we can't go east. Well, why can't you go east? Because of the Great Lake Huron. Yeah. <laughs> Boo-hoo. I think the two and a half hours away from the highway, or an hour and a half, depending on what, I guess, which, which way, way you're going, going um, it lends to how it's still maintaining its smaller. It's yeah. I think if there was a highway right now, she would be able. Oh, it'd be a nightmare. Everyone always talks about Traverse City and Traverse City and Traverse City. They're 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 not. It's a beautiful city. Don't get me wrong. I love Traverse City, but they're not the model for Alpina. We don't we don't have the space, you know. And you don't have to. I don't like Traverse City. So you don't have to feel like. Oh really? I, can't oh, I like Traverse City. I don't go there, um, <laughs> but I don't mind it when I have to. <laughs> no, I mean, no. it's not a destination for me, but I don't mind going there in the. Fall. Yeah, fall. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a little bit the spring, but yeah, any, any time to do with the summertime. <clears throat> no, keep me as far away as possible. Yeah. There are, they're, they're the, <laughs> Brad hates it. I think they're a lesson <laughs> to a lot of places. Horns what happens when you, your infrastructure isn't ready to handle. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can go to the Cherry Festival and sit in your car for an hour. Now, that's to say that that can happen in another, you know, Detroit, Grand Rapids, mm -hmm. other places, but that's just because you're trying to let the people cross the road. And, yeah. It's just a zoo over there. It's a zoo. It's a zoo. I had to spend quite a bit of time there the last few years, and my mom was in the hospital, and it was, she was just resting. She's like, go to the mall. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to drive, yeah. you know? I don't want to be out and about. It's a pain. And um, that's the one thing I'm grateful for, Pina. I mean, we complain that we have to drive all the way across town, and it's .9 miles from, <laughs> you know, Ripley Boulevard to downtown Alpina. During the summertime, it's amazing how... I get. I don't leave for lunch very often because mm -hmm. it does take a long time mm -hmm. to get across town yeah. in the summer. Yeah. At lunchtime, that absolutely frustrates me sometimes. I never hit the lights right, <laughs> and then I'm just and then I'm just done. I just find whatever's the fastest. <laughs> but I love the town, so I'm gonna take my time getting through it. So, how long have you been a member of the Ambassadors? Um, off and on for. Um, let's see. Oh, one, so 17 years. When I first moved back to Alpena, um, when I worked for the advertiser, I was a part of an old group, like 
Mary Crow is still on the jam, and she was um, she was on there when I was first on there. Oh, but Barb. Yes, Galuba. Yep, she's definitely has been on there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I left that company, so I had to leave the ambassadors. Yeah. And then one, I was at an event. I think it was the chamber dinner, and Kathy Hines, who actually started me back in finance here in Alpena. Um, she was my manager at the time. She was and still is an ambassador. And she said, hey, we need somebody. Are you interested? And there was no hesitation. I was like, of course, what do I need to do? Like, sign me up. Because it's a great group of people. Um, I did it for, I do all, everything I do, I do for selfish reasons. Because it's social. It's fun. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I gotta, I, sometimes I, I can't write a check. So if I can contribute my time, you know, I'm more than, I'm, I'm rich in time. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> That's the one thing um, Steve Wright, last time Allison and I were on the radio, he was talking about, was for the 100 Heroes. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, you know, one of the things you guys do well is you're not necessarily giving money, but you're really generous with the time you give. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I remember when uh, we were approached by United Way, chairing it, one of the things we were apprehensive about, our biggest worry is that we certainly don't have a lot of money, Allison right. and I do. Mm-hmm. But I did tell them that, I go, we'll probably work harder than any of the other mm-hmm. chairmen have. Like, mm-hmm. If you tell me where to go, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. I will constantly talk about you guys. I will learn everything about every you, agency. You and, know your agent. Yeah. You know your you know your audience. Yeah. You know what you have to appeal to. So I go. So it won't just be given the check, and then you'll see me twice a year. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'll come. Um, my favorite thing about it, I don't know if you've been to one, but those coffee break meetings are amazing. They're good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I wish. I wish more people. Could, I, I wish I could figure out that coffee break experience and get that to the public because I think it would change a lot of things. Change a lot of viewpoints on yeah what what it's really going for and and that's the tough part is convincing people that what you're what you're doing it's it's important to be supportive of it. Don't just come and hang out and support the cause. Yeah. It's not just you know of course everybody wants people to come to the party and right. you know do all that but. Keep it going. Understand what you're giving your money to, and it might it might open your mind a little bit. So, I always forget this. Some people probably don't know what the coffee break meeting is. Brad being one of them. So, we have these organizations we donate money to, and part of the stipulation is you'll come and give us an update of how your organization's doing and what you're doing with the money. And what's really interesting is is that meeting has kind of become uh, everybody leans on each other and they talk about you know they really talk sometimes too much maybe about everything that's going wrong but they really do celebrate some of their small victories Mm -hmm. and you know as certain organizations have changed um, um, supervisors and they've you know either gone better or for worse you can see how that's all going on Um, and I really love that meeting because you get to hear from, you know, the child care, you know. Right. What, you know, we finally got a piece of playground equipment that we've been aching for ever since we've yeah. opened. Or, you know, the shelter, we finally got, you know, a separate bathroom for, right. you know, somebody. Just the little things like that where you're just like, holy cow. <clears throat> it's something listening in on, like, the grant proposals and things like that. And it just makes you feel so... Like, I can afford to give an extra $20 every now and then to get the kids an outdoor play center in northern Michigan, you Mm -hmm. know? 
like get outside, go play. Um, it's the, it's little things, paper and pencils. Like, okay, here, take my money. <clears throat> that but school. I'm gonna give you my time. The school clothes initiative is oh. really cool. We <clears throat> set aside some money out of the campaign, and then we what originally was I think like a dozen kids has now grown and it keeps getting bigger, bigger, and bigger, and bigger. And bigger. Um, we take some kids that are suggested by the area schools and counselors, um, and then we go shopping with them right before school starts. And it is very much just a person that goes shopping, so I know Michelle's done it, I've done mm-hmm. it, and it's just the kid. There's no parent there, and they are allowed to do whatever they want. So. But they're allotted money. And, do, and don't we get a match on that, yep. too? From Meyer. From Meyer, yeah. yeah. So it's really cool, and it's been. They don't get to go. Sh- they don't, there's kids that don't get to go shopping. I mean, it's it's you you want to be a part of something that supports mm-hmm. that kind of thing that helps those kids have experiences that are healthy. Yeah, there was one kid, and yeah, I know he all he wanted was a hat. Oh, it's all he wanted, just a ball cap. And you know, I know there's been stories about like kids just need socks and underwear, so that like that's all they. And grab that's what they want because they just don't have any of that. So. Um, it's a really humbling experience just mm-hmm. to be able to go through that. And I know when I go to Walmart with my kids, they all want video games and stuff. Garbage. Instead of these kids are just, I'm just looking for a pair of shoes that fit my feet. You know, yeah. it's kind of crazy. So we kind of took a sad turn. Yeah. This yeah. is getting dark. Yeah. Dead plastic filled whales. So when you said something, I was with you one time, and you told me, I think, I'll be in a child care center. You help babies or... Yeah, so I was... um, My former employer had a program that we were volunteering in the rooms. And I always took the baby room. Because (laughs) for four hours in an afternoon, I would sit in a rocking chair and rock children. I think they're under like a year old or something like that. I mean, bring it on. I'm getting paid to do this. Yeah. Like, sometimes, every now and then, you kind of like just close your eyes and... It didn't make me yearn for a baby by any means, so you'd be safe there, I'm sure, Brad. But um, it did know. make me think, God, this is a pretty cool gig. Yeah. Like, all the <laughs> this is volunteering. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. That's That I, was a tough one. I heard that one, and I was like, that's the best one I've heard yet. We, <laughs> you and I have done a lot of different things. But I was like, that one would be fun. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty sweet. That's, I mean, so... Right there is just an example of how much effort you actually have to put into volunteering in our community. Like, if you can pass a background check, you can go into different places and just rock babies. Or you can call Steve or I and say, hey, how do I get involved in this? And um, chances are, if we don't have a direct connection, we know somebody who does. Mm-hmm. We're You and I are in quite a few things together, and we're... We know a lot of amazing people. We're very, very lucky to have who we have leaving our town. So, and a lot of cool things. Like, yeah. you know, like I know Brad and I, for example. Um, Brad really works hard at putting out a, a five. That a, a is race an amazing thing in yeah. the fall, and we're always looking for volunteers to help us mm-hmm. hand out beverages or whatever. The What's the date? <clears throat> uh, it'll be November third this year. Well, sign me up. I'll do something. I'm not running. Unless there's rabbit dogs chasing me. Wait till it oh, no. <laughs> I'm bummed that I'm, I'm going to be gone this coming weekend. I'm going out of state for a graduation party, and I'm bummed I can't help with the oh, Jeff Wallace outing because oh that is going to be a pl- I don't even want to really help. I just want to drive a cart around and take pictures and just see that's, people trying to do well, something. Well, that's what stuff. Chelsea does. So you could just hang oh, out with Chelsea. Oh, fine. Then. That would work. Yeah. I mean, I think the one year she got a picture, Brad broke his foot, or Achilles. 
Yeah. And um, I would pick, at one point, she got a picture of me piggybacking him. Oh, that's uh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't last long, but it, it was more the idea. Uh, I'm still tired after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was exhausted. There's a lot, it sounds like it's going to be a fun time. He is overbooked. That's what I hear. Yeah. They're waiting list I saw it on Facebook. Um, that's awesome. It's it's a fun golf outing. It's not your standard go bump golf um, eighteen holes. No, it is <laughs> anything but that. Yeah, I remember the one the first year we did it. There, I knew I saw a team of serious golfers, and they were like, "This isn't what I thought it was going to be." Right. I did just, they adjust their tune and come back the next year? I don't think they came and back. They don't need them. Yeah. But to give to, to give credit to Dylan for sticking to his guns, yeah, and, saying, and not conforming. To yeah, it. that's not what I'm going after. Um, and it, to see it, it's really grown. And the work and effort that he and Chelsea and you know everyone involved put into it. I mean, that's a lot of just planning. You know, like it's not just sign up and have registrations done. There's planning and thought behind it all, and that's awesome. Oh, he, yeah, I know. Uh, it's amazing how much I know that he'll just randomly text me and be like, hey, what do you think of this mm-hmm. in, like, December? Or, <laughs> you know, or Thanksgiving, and we'll be watching the Lions. Like, do you think we could get a Lions tickets, you know? Or just, you know, just random stuff. And Well, I like what you said where you, the raffles, it's stuff that you would want. Yeah, that's we're, that's what's cool. Like, you can go to all these different events and the raffle. It's like, I mean, I'm going to give you my money, but I don't really want that. <laughs> But here you go. I have to order tomorrow, whatever we're going to do. It's Saturday. Yeah. Tomorrow's Tuesday. I'm going to Amazon Prime that thing oh right here. Oh, my gosh. I don't even trust Amazon Prime anymore. I know. it's It's been three days a lot. That's why I have to do it tomorrow because mm-hmm. um, that way it'll be here. We're so behind. But, no, there's a lot of fun things. This summer there's a lot coming up um, just with everything. You read the coming events and it's like, oh, yep, I could go to that. Yep, there's that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's almost overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. I, and you have to remember, and I kind of, for a while there, I was kind of burning myself out on saying yes. And last year was, 2017 was a rough year for a lot of people. And it was one of those I said, you know what, I got to start saying yes to what's the most important. I can't go to everything and be everything to everyone. And, and now what I love about some of the opportunities that I've had is I've been asked to be a part of events, but not be on the board. Yeah. And, um, like, I emceed the Boys and Girls Club gala jam. It was awesome fun. And I had no clue what we were, what was ahead of me going into it. And it was just fun. And I'm glad that I was able to help them and support them. And there was no commitment requirement from them. You know, they weren't like, no, do you want to be on our board? (laughs) And I probably wouldn't say no, but it's one of those things like, okay, I'm letting certain things go. I do a five-year cycle. That's always my that's always my thing. And after five years, if if there's something new that I really want to pursue, I'm gonna, you know, do away with the other one. I've really <clears throat> the United Way thing was a lot more than I ever thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So I was. And you guys lot, took that on for a long time. Yeah. Like that's a. Commitment. It was in a kind of a whole bunch of different things, and it forced me that first year. I really realized that well, I need to trim a lot back, and mm-hmm. um, plus I was going to school, so yeah. I just was like. Oh, things are out of control now. Things have really settled, 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 and <clears throat> a lot of the stuff's in routine now. Like celebrate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're in year three now. You got it down. Brad's race year two. <clears throat> some of those things that you've worked out some of the quirks. Yeah, 
and some things we always want to improve on. You know, of course, we have some goals to celebrate. We tried to do it last year, didn't work. We really want to do it this year, and I don't want to say it because, but maybe I should say it. Because if it. I say it, then it then it has that, to happen. Then, yeah, because then mm-hmm. it has, you make so it live. I want to make three to four prices right games. Prices right games. Yeah. So here's what: okay. you, you go to these events. I go to these events. And you've gone a couple, and our community is amazing. And they'll all generate. They'll all donate something. But a lot of them, they choose to donate to a lot and give a small amount. Right. So we have all these $25 subway cards, $25 here, $10 yep. there. Love so, them all. Right. And typically what we'll do is we'll, you'll either put them on a sheet and you'll put $25 and it'll go for like $24.50. Yeah. Or you'll put a whole bunch of them together and hope that one big thing, right? Right, right. So my goal this year was to make a punch out thing. <gasps> oh, I love that like, game. You know, make punch several. Out. <laughs> <laughs> so then what you would do is you would give me twenty dollars and mm-hmm. you would randomly punch and it could be anything from a hundred dollar career certificate mm-hmm. to a ten dollar gas card right right so that's that one um, that's a good one i like that one i was going to create the putt putt game mm-hmm. and then because sometimes people donate like a slow cooker and we really you know slow cooker is <laughs> nice and then but you know it never does as much as you want it to right. during the silent auction because so, it's a slow cooker. Yeah, because it's a mm-hmm. slow cooker. So, mm-hmm. like, if you want to, you know, we'll have a package it up, and then we'll put on the green. If you want to give me five bucks, you'll punt from here. If you want to put twenty, oh, bucks, that's a fun idea. You'll putt closer, and then you put it in, and then you get a prize, mm-hmm. and away you go. Mm-hmm. So my goal was is to take all these gifts that I know people give anyways, and I know people are all like, "Well, I just I'll give twenty bucks," because a lot of times you go there, and you don't want to spend five hundred dollars. But if you and I just the one thing I've always wanted to celebrate to be was fun. Mm-hmm. I never because there's so many fundraisers where they're a fundraiser, and that's great. And I know everyone has to do them, but I'd much rather to people have to come have a good time, mm-hmm. and maybe even for without something you usually don't say. But I would even rather have us raise a little less money, knowing have people had a good time and they want they can't wait for next, next year. Next year, and they're gonna tell their friends. Yes, and they're gonna then. You know, just having this whole over-the-top thing. So, um, yeah, that's our goal. I got, it's going to be fun. I got Punch-Out, Putt-Putt, Plinko, mm. and I really want to do the the climber guy, the yodeler. I just want that there. That's not going to happen. You don't so. have to play. I just want to hear that sound. Yeah. <laughs> over and over and, and over again. But um, I was thinking of Tic-Tac-Toe. Oh, that's a good one. So, because I figure... And then that's, then, then that's, that's the prizes... Well, I, don't, I haven't figured it out yet. I just think it'd be fun to go play all these prices right games somewhere. I mean, it really would. It really, really <laughs> I mean, would. We have beer. We have yeah. We have great live auction items. Oh my gosh! And then People we have some the really good um, small auction items or live silent auction items. So I just was figuring out a way to like, I don't know, do something make, different. Just make it more fun. You know what? We got some time. We'll hash it out. Well, I'm, <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> That's that. But that's the one thing about you and Allison that I so appreciate and admire is you put on these big events and you don't burden the board. You guys just take care of it. Yeah. And as much as I appreciate that, I also hope you realize that if you needed help, that's what we're here for, yeah. Dal. So, you know, um, being involved any way that that we can, I mean, absolutely, it's that's huge. It's really a credit to Bruce. Bruce is, I mean, come yeah. on. I, I would... Top notch. Yeah. So, 
I always say it comes from leadership from him. If it wasn't for the fact that he, one, fully supports me doing it. You know, like, mm-hmm. hey, I got it. Tomorrow morning I'm going to be late. I got a hospital meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, yeah, no problem. I'll cover it for you. Make sure if a you know, customer comes in, we'll take care of them. From anything from that to along the lines of, like, hey, let's get behind this. This is a great cause. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do it. And, you know, it works the other way, too. You know, United Way, he was the first one to do that. And he came up to me yeah. and he's like, hey, would you like to do it? And I said, sure. You know, um, but to have that type of leadership and, mm-hmm. you know, just the, really that's where it comes from. Yeah, so, he's he's an amazing man. Um, and you're very fortunate to have a leader like that. It's it's good to be inspired, yeah. you know. I've had teachers. I've had bosses. I've had I current leadership that I greatly admire. And it makes a difference. And it makes you want to make a difference and yeah. be, you know, kind of like them a little bit. Emulate that, that model. Yeah, and it's tough because not everyone has that, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, some people just have to be at their job, and I get that. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a really lucky person where I have that boss that yep. lets me do that. Mm-hmm. So, and, but, and that's why it's the first thing I always say every time, you know, it really comes from him. And I've always wanted to have that type of job where I can do that, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I love Alpina. I love trying to give back. Mm-hmm. I just think everyone... It's what everyone needs to do to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily Alpina, mm-hmm. but I mean, it just Alpina is a byproduct. Yeah, you know, for so. sure. <clears throat> just but, be good. Just be good and do good. Yeah, and Brad, you know, he, he does his things, and it's just kind of, it's neat to see all. I love watching people, like just grab something and do it. You know, and um, it's awesome. Yeah, I couldn't organize it. I can be a part of someone else leading the organization. Organ- organization of an event but um hats off to you i mean even just for coming up with the idea i mean it's fun so i try yeah good good i you should get some flyers out on my way here tonight there was a couple runners couple yeah. cute girls in your neighborhood might be a tick young but our goal is a half marathon right isn't our long-term goal that you're gonna do a half marathon our fun well our all our long-term this always spun we always wanted to have alpina have a legitimate half marathon Oh, in Alpena. I thought you were going to go and do one. No, no. Maybe. Me. Well, you. Well, well I didn't we're, know Steve was training not, for but something. But we, we would like to grow that to the point where we can do that. Yeah. But it's all baby steps. Is it? Is, what's what's in the way? I think well, finding a good route. or not. That's what I was wondering. All streets down. Mm-hmm. Is there a good route? Something and what like, is it, 13.1? Yeah. The problem with the old route was, you know, they did one during Al Ferris for a little while. Mm-hmm. Is Supposedly that, they're doing one this year, too. Which is good. I'm, I'm all for that. But the problem with that route was always is that, you know, we live in one of the most beautiful areas in all of the world. Yes. And yes. we're taking people out running them behind the cement plant. Which, <laughs> <laughs> Here's our quarry. Like which is it. awesome, too. Enjoy. Sometimes, I mean, Brad and I have both been out on the quarry <laughs> when the sun's rising. It is cool. You know, I'll be the first to admit right. that, but I, you know, we have so much, but the logistics of that. And I oh my god! My father-in-law is just absolutely pulling his hair out. If he ever listens to this, like, do not do that. So yeah, you almost wish that the trails, which are amazing, I was able to. I took Rockport in for the first time this weekend. Yes. I've never done Rockport. I've never climbed the hill. Uh-huh. I'm never going anywhere else this summer. I'm going there every time. There's a lot to explore. I never. Never realized it. Yeah. Um, so I just, me and a couple friends took off, and it's beautiful. But 
it's too bad you can't get the trail system, you know, like a level 13.1 mile trail run. That'd be awesome. I would still not run it, but I would volunteer for it. Casey has a... <laughs> and I'd write a check. <laughs> Casey runs a triathlon out there. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. And that one's pretty cool. We volunteered. Allison and I did that last year. We were in aid station, and the furthest way possible point you could be, they had a, a side by HUS out to the site. Oh. It was, we were almost at Besser Bell. That's how far out we were. So, but, yeah, that's a ways. So, yeah. That's big. That's big. Anything else you think? I'm trying to think here. Um, I, I really want to get into the next topic. I've well, been prepping for that. I, I feel like I do too. It's, so it's that's the elephant in the room. I kind of wanted to make sure <laughs> we gave the other part due diligence because I... I think we covered it. Yeah. Listen, so. people, volunteer. If you don't know where to go, call Steve or I. you gotta, you got to wait to get a hold of us. And um, we got lots of events, including Brad's run on November 3rd that... I'm gonna be working at so. Yes. Let's get it going. We gotta get going on that. We'll be yes. We'll, we'll do, do it. it. My problem, of course, is now I start celebrate. So celebrate's kind of. I always wait till the hospice walk's done before I really start hitting it hard because that's next weekend. So after that, away I go. It's gonna be running full speed ahead. Now you don't have school, all that pesky homework to worry about. So you got yes. all kinds of time, right? Yeah. And for the record, Brad does not want to. Could care less really about the next segment, so um, that's what he's in no, he's in no <laughs> rush to get there. You're gonna, you're, and you're gonna talk. Oh, you're gonna, we're gonna open comments. you up about this, even if it's just your anger. <laughs> it's be, anger really is just truth, <laughs> loud truth. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, so one of my favorite things about you, Michelle, you're a Duke fan. I'm a Duke fan, and uh. There, I think what's interesting about Duke fans is I think I know all of them in town. I, you and Dylan. Me, Dylan. Uh, Preston Donofesky's a Duke fan. Um, Josh Beagland. Josh Beagland's a Duke fan? Josh Beagland. Oh. Um, um, Mrs. Omar. Nice. Yep, she loves Duke. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting. It's somebody. weird that there's that many people in this town with good taste. Oh, Ryan Rivette loves Duke, yes. Ryan Rivetto texts me randomly still. It hasn't been a while because it's not basketball season, but he'll just randomly message me or text me like, oh my God, did you see blah, blah, blah. So, and That's was, cool. Yeah. Um, so, I got to say this first and then we'll get to the other part. They are loaded next year. Mm. They are I get so shivers. good next year. They're so good. We're going to lead it in your We are going to win the national championship next no, year. Not. You're getting your words. See, that's you a big statement. There's too many freshmen on your team. That's true, but that happened also in 2015. You guys get hyped up every year. Like, oh, we're going to win a national championship. And every year we have a national championship contending team. 2015. So you hit the tournament. 2015. Once out of how many years? I know, it was 2010. And you had senior leadership out there. I did. And that's the thing I'm starting to get irritated with is Duke's not keeping players on. But that's not... And that's the one thing about... That bums me out about the college game is that there's all this talent that just I, the, it's we could, and we, it's fun basketball to watch. It's fundamental basketball. So we could talk about that if we wanted to, because it's kind of a weird topic. Is that so? Do you think that they should? Do you think they should be able to go right to the NBA? No. Yeah, I mean, from high school. Yep. No. 
Mm-mm, no. So you think they should go to college? I think they should go to college. I think they should um, put a minimum limit on it of at least sophomore or junior year. Because, and it's not just because of the game. It's, they're, they're 18, 19, 20 years old getting $60 million contracts and a shoe deal. And they don't know, they don't know jack about, they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. Yeah. They're going out there and they're ripping it up. And there's been a few mistakes. There's been a few successes. But even in those successes, there was some pretty hefty mistakes that you just, you're forced into this maturity that is tough. I just got real long into that. but No, I, I, I always enjoy hearing people's opinion upon it. I don't. I don't know if I've ever have you. Where are you at right now with like? I know they should just do whatever they want to do. Really? Yes. I think I've. Because if you make them stay for three years, they're either going to go overseas, overseas, and play in the G League. I I'm okay with they want to go play in the G League. I'm fine with that too. Yeah. Make it the minor leagues. And yeah. Have a baseball. System. But that's what college is about. That's the way I look at that. I think my bigger thing about this whole problem is, for me at least, is I wish there was a way that all this money the NCAA is making off these kids for somehow to get dispersed in the right way. Because all it is is these guys are just getting rich. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. all off these kids. And like you said, in the worst case scenario, some of these kids are leaving after one year. They have very no education still at college because they were treated mm-hmm. like rock stars while they're there. Right. And they haven't had any responsibility yet because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them come from a high school where they're treated like rock stars. So right. they've had everything handed to them, and all of a sudden they get to the NBA, and some of them are really good, and that's great, but some of them aren't. And now they, like Jaleel Okafor is a great example. Mm-hmm. You know, he had I think he had a pretty easy life right up until he got to Philadelphia, and then all of a sudden he's not the man anymore. Exactly. And He's just kind of trying to figure out his way through the whole experience. He's learning the game. Yeah, and it's, and you know, of course, he had some outbursts, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. things didn't look very good for him um, with the way he behaved. And I think that's a great example of what you're saying mm-hmm. is they could get some time there to help maybe become more mature and deal with yep. life. Yep. Which I understand. I can see that point. My problem is if they're staying three years, that's just three more years that the NCAA is going to pay off those kids. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a very valid point. But I mean, that's I guess a whole thing. I like it when a player recognizes the fact that they need to stay. Yeah. When when they know that they're good enough to get there, but they need to learn the game, they need to mature. That's one of my favorite things about Duke. Mm-hmm. Is they don't you don't get your jersey in that rafters. Unless you stay four Unless years. you stay four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that's. They That's should, because that, they have the the almighty Coach K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he knows the value of legacy and Yes, and I think you probably don't listen to do you listen to JJ's podcast at all? JJ Reddick? Mm-hmm. Every now and then. Okay. Yeah. Um and then he was on the ringer. And I think he maybe talked a little bit more about it on the ringer than he did his own, but he, even he has a problem with it. Yeah. The, the one and dones and mm-hmm. the, the lack of I don't want to say tradition. I don't think he even called it that, but there is a certain amount you miss of that whole thing. It's tradition. That's exactly what it is. I mean... It's weird watching Duke. And I shouldn't say just Duke, but college basketball. It used to be you get one or two recruits. Mm-hmm. And now, these kids 
you get five or six of them because they all go into the pro and they all yeah. come back in. Mm-hmm. That is weird. I mean, it's hard yeah. to keep track. And, and for me, like I, I made a little list of my top five. I heard your um, top five last week on the Duke players. And I, I feel bad that I don't know some of the newer, the younger kids because they're not there long enough for me to really get to know them. You know, and I love Jason Tatum. I loved him as a Duke player, and now I'm like, he, I'm proud of him. I, yeah. I just like what he's doing. But he, you know, Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. um, there is a whole bunch of kids there that just you didn't really realize how good they were no. because one, they weren't there long enough for you to really figure it to, out. No, yeah. And two, there is a system that Coach K likes to run, and it mm-hmm. doesn't my other ones, I'm like, yeah, that's it's old school. Yeah. So. Let's ask Brad. Brad, you have a favorite Duke player. Nick Horvath. Yeah. Because he was there for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> he was. That's Brad. Brad likes to make fun of me about it. <laughs> so, that and, um, oh my gosh. Serge? Ricker? No. There's another guy who used to make fun of me about. I can't think of his name. Chef right Randall? Yes, Chef. <laughs> So, oh, but he was the one and done. So. Yeah, she had oh. great off. So, now that we got Brad's input on his favorite Duke players, yeah. why don't you tell me who your favorite players are? Uh, Wojo. Steve Wojciechowski. Solid choice. Um, I watch, sometimes I'll see old clips or whatever, and he fires me up, slaps that floor, and it's just, it's fun. He was that fundamental ball player. Then I have Bobby Hurley, um, J.J. Redick, um, and him and Jason Tatum are actually tied, but J.J., I just... I like his style a lot right now. Um, Grant Hill and the ultimate human of humans, Christian Leitner. Which I, I, I knew I knew who your number one was. So I got I need to know uh-huh. how did Christian Leitner become your number one? So um, it was 1991. Uh, Duke and Connecticut were in the Final Four, and I never really played basketball. Or I played basketball, but. Very little, and um, I never really watched it, but for some reason it was on at my parents' house, and I used to pretend to be a sports reporter, is how it, and it started in Mrs. Langlois' seventh grade English okay. class. She always made us write in a journal, and I was like, I liked it, but I didn't like writing about myself, I liked writing about what other people were doing, so I was watching this basketball game and taking notes, and Christian Lehner, um it was almost a, an exact repeat of what happened the following year when they made it to the Final Four, but it was a last-second jump shot that he had to make against Connecticut, and he missed it. And they lost, like, 87-88, something like that. I don't know all the true facts, but I remember the situation. And I was also, and still somewhat am, um, a boy-crazy girl. So Christian Leitner was adorable. <laughs> he was so cute to me, and I just I had... I crushed on him hard, and then next season, the following season, I started following Duke. They were at, they were starting to be notable mm-hmm. um, in the early '90s. So, and that was '92, and that was their first national championship. And uh, like watching all of it, the one thing that always remained constant, and I mean, obviously because he's always there, but Coach K just always. I love Coach K. That's why I love Duke. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm just he's so cool. Like I just find him to be cool. Um, that's there's a handful of college. I think that's the difference between college and pros, right? Is the coaches. Mm-hmm. Izzo, that's why I. Is, yeah. I, I like Izzo. Michigan State. I mean, I love Michigan State. My dad is a huge Michigan State fan, so it's always that Michigan State Duke game 
is always a big event mm-hmm. for our family. But um, I don't necessarily like the players as much as I like Izzo. Yeah. Well, I well, the thing I like about Izzo was the one year where they were really bad and you listened to him, and you could just see it. You just he knew he hated it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely hated it. Um, and to give him, to his credit, you know, he just he got through it. You know, he knew it wasn't. You know, his, they just didn't listen mm-hmm. to him on play defense, and mm-hmm. um, you don't have to do a lot of things with Izzo, but you have to listen to him. You have to play defense, yeah. so <laughs> those yeah. are the two things you yes, have to you do. do. Yes, so, you do. Um, yes, you yeah. do. So yeah, if I had to pick, God dang, Christian Leitner better be in your top five. He's not. I know it's hard. Oh my gosh. Well, is Grant? Yes. Okay. Grant Hill, Shane Betty. Hmm. J.J. Redick. Bobby Hurley's in there. And then it gets really weird. I always liked the guys that only played a few minutes, too. Like, I just thought they were guttural players, like Greg Kubek <laughs> back in the day. Like, yeah. he was just always in the gutter. I like, and he didn't yeah, care. Billy like, McCaffrey. Yeah, Sheldon Williams. Sheldon Williams. He played a lot. But he I did, but he was yeah. still that guttural player. Cherokee Parks. Cherokee Parks. Parks. A la that was yeah. a, That was an early fan favorite. So the theme for me is I really like when they stay four years Mm -hmm. because it means a lot. I, and this isn't popular, but I loved, and I still do, I love Grayson Allen. And I know there's some people that don't get along with him. I don't know if maybe it's just because I see not the skill by any stretch of imagination, but I see a lot of Grayson, me and Grayson. Yeah. I don't like to lose, and I can sometimes, at least when I was that age. But I've never seen you throw a fit. Well, yeah, but when I was probably, a 19-year-old Steve would do that. Like, and, and I think Grayson's got the, the fundamental, and I, I've said that a million times now tonight too, but I like that, you know, old hickory style of basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, the, this, the flashiness and all that. That's why I think I don't like the NBA as much, is because it's more... It's more jump. Sh- it's more like trick shots and and all this stuff than it is. Well, you're gonna have a lot of that this passing. year, huh? You're not gonna get have a lot of hickory basketball no, this year. It's no. going to be a disco ball of craziness mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, what's this guy's name again? Zion Williams. Zion Williams. That's right. I knew it was something with a Z. I want to call him Zumba. He's better after breaking his finger. He's... He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Don't be such a hater, Brad. Who do you like, Brad? Not just from Duke, but basketball. Michigan. Okay. And Mike Gonzaga, too. Mm. I always liked Gonzaga. I think maybe because I like saying their name so much. I like Virginia. They play defense. Mm. They suck in the tournament. For I don't like Virginia. They play defense. I like Sleeper. Okay. And people hate on them because they play defense. I just don't like them. I could care less if they play defense. I feel that way about a lot of teams. Like anything for Ohio State, and I'm, I'm sure they're all very talented. No matter what, the, no matter what the sport is, but I'm never going to cheer for you. Like Ohio that's just State. the way it is, and it's it's not because of I'm not trying to ode to Michigan. I just Kentucky, Kansas, Arizona, UConn. I feel that way about them. Oh really? Oh yeah, I have a whole laundry list of schools I don't like. Wow. Yeah. I'm kind. I kind of get over some of them. Like I feel like, I mean, I love my friends that love Alabama, but. We know they're gonna be good, you know. Like, but I also have a I have a disdain for football, so our friendship probably ends here. No, it's I, mean, <laughs> I like football and I like college football. 
I think, I don't know, you know, Alabama's a whole different animal. I mean, it's like, they're like Duke. And like, okay, yeah. yeah I mean, mm-hmm. they get all the recruits and they get, it's a, you know, an embarrassment of riches is what they have. Mm-hmm. It's not their fault. So, Saban's a good coach. Saban's a good coach. I mean, I don't, there's no doubt there. That being said, though, I don't care for him that much. I do have friends from Alabama, really close friends mm-hmm. that live there, and they probably laugh. They always give me a hard time, and they're always like, you got to come down for a game. So, I think Alice and I are trying to go. That'd be cool. Much. That'd be really, I mean, it's a, it'd be a cool experience. I told their key for them is to go to someone like Auburn, because mm-hmm. I don't like Auburn either. Oh. So, I would root for Alabama in that game. I don't, oh, there you I, go. Don't, I don't make me choose between them and LSU because you won't be happy about that. Because I have no dog. When I don't have any dog in the fight, the next thing that goes to me is if my friend has a dog in the fight. Oh, so then Brad's, you go the opposite? Well, no. Brad's an LSU person. Oh, so okay. I would then, I, by default, if, like, if I have to, I'll root for LSU just Got because it. he does and I don't make him happy. Oh, well, so. that's nice. You're a good friend. Yeah. You're but, a really good friend. I'm like that with um, to get back onto hockey. I like right now. This is a great series and um, great matchup. I have three hockey teams: Detroit, obviously, mm-hmm. Nashville, Washington. Okay. That I care about, but with Washington playing Vegas and Vegas's situation, and I I like big. I like Mark Andre Fleury. Um, is it on? Yes. What's the score? Three nothing Washington. Cool. Ovechkin. I like Ovechkin. I like Ovechkin. TJ Oshie's good. He is a good player. And that Braden Holtby, their goalie, he made a save the other night that if you didn't like hockey, it would make you like hockey. That one-timer, for all intents and purposes, should have been in that mm-hmm. net. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like, it's partly skill, but it's also partly luck. I mean, oh my God, yes. he definitely threw it over there, but yeah. I mean, he got there. Yeah. So you just got to. But he had the skill to make the yeah. luck happen. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. And, you know, hockey is a product of my upbringing. I'm pretty sure of it. So um, I could just imagine being, because they're all, you know, what's funny for me is I'm so much older than everybody. And I'm so proud of these kids. You know, I hate to sound like a 65-year-old, but they're young and they're very skilled and they're finding great success and it's just fun to watch. And I think hockey is the toughest game out there. Yeah, by far. I mean, they play with broken legs and... So, you got anything for us about Duke? Just don't be sad when they don't win. It's going to happen. got bad news for you this year. I mean, if they don't win, they don't win. Unless somebody gets hurt. If everyone stays healthy, they're going to win. I'm sorry. They might. It's unfortunate. And if not, they'll be back next year. It's unfortunate. So. Telling you. It's not happening. All right. I mean, we can agree to disagree. Just let me know. They like this every year. I can tell you, of the past 20 years, you got, well, it's like four. That's like a pretty good percentage. That's fine. That's a good, that's They've a good won ratio. one with mainly one-and-done players. Yeah, but one-and-done players has only happened recently. That's You're making it sound like it's over 10 time. years. One-and-done players? <laughs> it's not recently. When, it is really. 10 years. 2008 was 10 years ago. <laughs> Duke's first year, J.J. Reddick was there four years, ten years ago. Was he really? No, it was 2004 no. he was Yeah, there. that was a long, lot it's longer It's been a that. while for the one and dones. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Kyrie Irving was the very first, first. big one mm-hmm. and done they've had. 
didn't win that year. Well, yeah, he was hurt, but yes. <laughs> he was Kyrie hurt. Irving was... And that's the thing. He played two games, three games, and then went pro. Michigan State. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Experience wins you. Championship. I don't necessarily agree with that. I do. I, I, I believe in that. Disagree. In college basketball, I disagree. Okay, well, they only have one senior on a team, number one. But they didn't have any freshmen leading their team. Well, they had two or three freshmen they relied on, though. They came out, two of them came off the bench. But they had. The main focal point of their team wasn't freshmen. That's true. Besides Duke and Kentucky, and Kentucky was just unbelievable. With Anthony Davis. You have to have upperclassmen on your team. You have to have leadership when you're I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm saying is I think college basketball itself is so watered down. What you think, I don't really believe is that way anymore. That's why I it think is. that's why I think look it's look at so the final four teams. Look at they all had upperclassmen this year. They had a lot, yes. And last year and the year before. Yes. You need to have that leadership. Yeah, leadership. But there and are experience. Some, but there are some teams that are there with young players. Tucky's there. Duke is there. You're making it sound like none are there. What I'm saying is there are some teams that are there. You have to but how many have been winning? Some have. Duke just recently some. won. Kentucky just recently won with their one and done. And how many one and dones? The years of one and done. What's to go? Do it. Look it up. I am. <laughs> I just did. It's all a bunch of spam. <laughs> it's all a bunch of spam. <laughs> I wanted to fight then. <laughs> Yeah, I wish they'd stay longer, you know, for that leadership take. I don't think that's what the only thing that wins championships, but I think that's definitely a contributing factor to successful teams. And you can oh, have more than one. I, I 100% agree, but what I'm saying is you have to have talent. And unfortunately, the way, well, yeah. the way college basketball works now is the, the really talented players only stay for a year or two. Yeah. It's just, I don't like it. I'm not happy about it. I'm just right. saying what it is. Right. It's like taxes. I don't like paying taxes, but I mean, it's kind of weird the way I get it works. It. Yeah. 2006 was the one and done created. Okay. So two times in 12 years. All right. One in six chance. It's a pretty good It's not chance. happening. All right. How many national championships does Michigan win since then? With them only doing not really one and dones. They've been in two championship games. Michigan no. State. How many national championships do they want with one and dones? You have Vanilla, Villanova winning twice. Okay. North Carolina. North Carolina had some freshmen on there. It's not as many as you think. Well, no, but I'm saying they did. But they had leadership and experience well, yeah. on their team. Some of these other teams have You're leadership. You're not going to get that with Zion Williamson and these other people. Well, I agree. You had it with Grayson Allen this year. You had it with Quinn Cook the one year. It doesn't have to be a top-level superstar. It can be somebody like Quinn Cook, who then goes to Golden State and rocks out when Curry goes down. Not happening for me this year. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just think I, You're I disagree. You're crying when they go out in the second I will round. Be crying. You will be. I'm witnessing the end of a friendship. <laughs> oh, we have this all the time. All the time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I see the whole thing about it is, is I fluidly accept what college basketball is, mm -hmm. and I understand what Brad is. Mm -hmm. I have lots of friends like Brad. Mm -hmm. Eric's the same way. Yeah. But. It's just not that way. Right. I want it to be that way. There's right. nothing more I want it to be that way. 
but it's just the way that it's changing mm-hmm. and it's adapting and it's no fun. No. I don't like it. I no. wish it wasn't. It's just how it is. So what I like, I mean, I, as much as I like other sports too, I feel like with baseball, the, it's not as marquee. So you don't have the, I'm, you know, one and done or it's, already kind of been planned since you were 16 that you were going to go here for a year and then move on to the big leagues. Because that doesn't bother me as much as, I guess, basketball does. And yeah. Because it's different, it's different ways of developing the players. The problem with basketball is, college basketball, is that you have two things that are at work. And the first thing that work is the, the talent. Mm-hmm. So you have talent that wants to go to the NBA. Kids want to go to the NBA. Right. That's where they all want to go. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. And then you have fans like you and me mm-hmm. who want our teams to win the national championship. And while we care about the kids, which maybe you and I do too, too much. Too much. Guys, you do. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> in regards um, to some of them. Yeah. But it's, so it's like it becomes this push-pull thing because as Brad points out, the best thing for these kids or best thing for the school is for them to stay and win a national championship. Correct. No doubt. There's no argument. If you have... 18-year-old kids are going against 22-year-old kids. You have probably a better chance with a 22-year-old kid. Correct. But is that really best for the kid? Which kid? Yeah. And it, 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 it depends on a case-by-case basis. Yeah. But if your kid's goal, a super talented one, we're talking about the elites, is to get to the NBA, then you, your best bet is to go to Duke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I forget the kid who went to Missouri. I can't think of his name. But... He was just as good as any way it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of went on his own path. He's like, you know, I'm just going to go. I'm not going to go with him to the Kentucky or Duke. I could go there, but I'm going to go over here. And now he's still with his Porter. Is that his name? Yes. yes. He followed his dad. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And that's great. He knew he wasn't staying. Yeah. So like, I'm just going to play with my dad. Yeah. So it just would be, I don't know, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. And there's no, you know, like... Old, old time till about two thousand and four, two thousand and five. I really the college basketball was. I mean, that was that was all the time because you had those legacy teams. Oh yeah, and that's what I that's what I miss about it. I, I miss a graduation. Mm-hmm. That's what was so nice about Duke this year was watching Gracie graduate, mm-hmm. and that's I miss that you know. And there's very few like Allison will watch Duke and she won't know any of these kids. Yeah, and, and it takes me a good season to get caught up yeah. with who they are and all that kind of stuff. And then by the time I know where they are, they're gone. And it's like crap. And I got to learn this guy. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't. We don't get to see all the games. But that's my bucket list. Is have you been to Cameron? I've been to Cameron. I've never been there during a game. I was there last summer, um, with my mom actually. Um, two summers ago, it's been 16. There was a camp going on, so we got to walk around That's and cool. we got to sit up in the seats and like just be there. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, I'm in my family, um, I have my cousin Jennifer, and when we watched, so that my next big well, the, the shot was probably the greatest moment of my entire life <laughs> Duke versus Kentucky. I don't know if you're aware of what that is, Brad, but um. That pass to Leitner puts it up, and it was good at 2.7 seconds left. But my cousin Jennifer became a Duke fan with me, and so her and I celebrated Duke forever. And she and her dad got to go to a game and sit. They sat, like, right jam close, and it was pretty huge. But 
my mom and I got to go and it was like you, it was the, the air was different there. Yeah. It was just it's such there's such history there. Yeah. My buddy for his 40th birthday party last year had they weren't courts I tickets, but they were pretty close. Yeah. There, uh, his wife got them for him, and it was cool to watch the pictures and the whole experience. That's the best fortieth birthday gift yeah. I've ever heard of. Yeah, he was. I mean, he's a big Duke fan, and he was mm-hmm. able to go, and um, it was pretty cool. Um, it was. It was really for me. It was just being there. Like I even took pictures of the bathroom. They were gold plated doors. I was like, "Can you see Cameron? <laughs> like this is amazing." Um, I've got a picture of you know they they've got all the posters and all the history up, and it's you know me and Christian finally together. I did get to meet him. I know you have a picture with him. Yeah, I have a, yeah. When he was playing for the Atlanta Hawks, I got to meet him. Oh, I can still feel my heartbeat from ah. that day. It was it was amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well we'll wrap that up and we'll move to the top five this live. Idea. Five that's live. There's we got something a little different this week. Yes, our top five pop culture heroes. It's gonna be interesting. It's very broad. It is. Which I like. Let's see if I like it. <laughs> I didn't struggle very hard with this one. You didn't? You didn't? Oh, oh my gosh, I as have much as names. I have with others. Some of the other ones have been very hard. Next week's, I did struggle with. What are you talking Top about? Five ways to melt your melt your mark. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would be tough. I got four. I have a is small these guys list. part of it? Say what? Use guys. It should be. <laughs> or plural to things that aren't Fisher, Big Wheels, Kmart's. Walmarts. Yeah, Kmart's, Walmarts. Myers's. Myers. I guess I don't struggle so hard. I have eight on my list. That's pretty good, though. That's pretty good. I only have four, but Michelle just helped me with one, a whole bunch right there. Yeah, it's the things that I don't need them. Yeah. All right, I guess I'll get it started. My number five is Jake Brigance, the lawyer from A Time to Kill. Just was Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. What was his catchphrase? What was his jam? I thought we said something, didn't we? I don't remember A Time to Kill. I mean, he's famous for All Right, All Right, All Is that the same Bullock one? All Right, All Right, Yes. That wasn't in the movie. No. No. <laughs> I preferred the book anyway. But. It was, I mean, yeah. Turned out to be a kind-hearted guy, yeah. taking on such a wretched, jam- yes. horrible thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, that was that in the firm. I mean, you still. I know you still read John Grisham books to this day. Yeah. So I know I read a oh, lot really? for a while. So he puts one out every year. It's being kind of dull. That's how I feel about um, oh, the Da Vinci Code guy. Brown, Dan Norm, Brown. Dan Brown. Yeah. The first ones were cool, and now I just feel like it's, he's he's got this little niche, and he just keeps they hammering just away. Keep getting longer and longer, too. Yeah. I know you guys all know a lot about that um, with uh, Nicholas Sparks. That's the way I feel. I love Nicholas Sparks books, but lately it's like, okay. <laughs> like, this ain't real love. <laughs> you want to come here and write a book? I got real love to show you. You can write a book about it. <laughs> uh, you want to go next? You want me to do you can go ahead. All right, so my number five, Hermione Granger. So um, I wanted to do a whole bunch of things that she covered it. One, I wanted to have a Harry Potter character. Two, I wanted to have a female character in this, and she covered both of them. So Hermione Granger was a 
Plus, I mean, like Harry and Ron would have lasted one you past year one with others. So, I mean, I know you know you don't read Harry Potter, but I don't read Harry Potter, and I called her Haramone yeah. until um, your wife corrected me uh, the other day. I was like, whatever. <laughs> and I was like, look, I mean, like, who the hell is Haramone? Yeah, like, what well, is tough? Like, so I mean, it's easy to say. Harry's your favorite character, and I know you. Did you read Harry Potter? I read one book. Okay, and he doesn't know anything about Harry Potter. So mm. for the people that listen, and we have a lot of listeners that listen, that um, read you Harry know what, Brad? I think you and I should maybe go bowling because yeah. we might be the only two people in the world that's not <laughs> Harry Potter. So, so, but like, I mean, it's easy to pick Harry, and I just can't get behind Ron. So now you're would it come down to really Neville or Hermione. Well, and let's be completely clear: what I know about Miss Granger. She's adorable. Yeah. And so it just came down to her or Neville. And while Neville did a lot and was really critical throughout the whole story, I just don't feel like he's probably a top five cultural icon. So that's where I'm at with it. I would agree that Hermione is a, is a good icon. Yeah. <laughs> Brad's like, sure, whatever. It's your list, buddy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my number five, um, and mine really isn't in any particular order, is Ellen. Oh, nice. Ellen DeGeneres. Um, I love her message. I love, um, she, you know, the be kind to one another, but she really does live a kind life. And, um, I like the way that she kind of brought, she brings awareness, um, in a lot of cases and a lot of things. And I loved her, her show was birthday amazing. episode. Yeah. I just watched that the other day and I was just going to stop watching it. Yeah. Like, it's so I, good. I have to watch the YouTube clips of it. So I have to figure out what the order they were going right. in. And I was just like, wow, that's so cool. Her show is amazing, and she does amazing things for people, but bottom line, she's entertaining, and she's fun with cool people, too. Like, she's got one of the best laughs in television, in my opinion, so you know that it really is a good time. And um, she's brought a lot of, I mean, she's brought star power to Hollywood in a lot of cases. She's found a lot of people, and I just love her. And I liked her, I liked her sitcom yeah. back in the day. I thought that was funny. It was before its time. Way before it's time. Yeah. But I'm grateful that it happened because then it gave her time to kind of launch this incredible thing that she's got going on. Yeah, I watched Ellen. Did you watch the first 60th birthday? First of all, I couldn't believe Ellen was 60. And she's 60. Yeah, so I mean, I'm getting thing. some cover girl. Yeah, so she, she's 60. It was the first thing. The second thing is she was roughly on her show for roughly 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I was like... So, obviously, Ellen did a very good job of reinventing herself at 40. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I was telling Alice, I was like, there's hope for me yet. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to be Ellen. <laughs> I reinvent myself. I still got time. So, but, that's, but I did say that. It was just, it's crazy to think that someone, you know, not saying late in her life, but she was able to just totally reinvent herself. And, and she continues to. Like, her show is always relevant. Um, her movements are relevant, you know, like she gets behind a lot of causes, animals, kids. Um, right now she's doing this gorilla campaign and they're on safari and she's sitting there on her video on her Instagram and they're on this safari. Have you seen it? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's amazing. They're in this house in Africa because they're going on this mission for the gorillas and get more research on this foundation. And this house has like floor to ceiling windows. It's amazing. Like dream come true. It's some safari tour company. And they're holding their hands out, and giraffes are eating out of their hands. As they're sitting at the kitchen table, giraffes can stick their heads in this house and eat from their hands. Awesome. It's just beyond. Um, 
it, it's really cool, but the, the purpose of her being there is, you know, really great, too, and it's just, it's kind of random to me. Like, I, I've never thought, I wonder how, you know, the girl is going to be one. I'm more worried about, you know, bees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. a much smaller scale here. But I will not, and I will say this on air, I will not support a cause that supports birds. Birds are dumb. <laughs> that was my get off my chest. There you go. <laughs> birds are dumb. We don't, they will they, eat your face off. Geese they are, will poop on you. Geese are bad. All birds are bad. Chickens. The only can, kind of chicken I like is barbecue. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. And I'm not an elephant. It's not because she's a lovely person, I'm sure, but really? commercial on WBKD just annoys the piss out of me. A little girl. <laughs> Where she's having that conversation with a little girl, and like, Ellen asked her, "So, if you could have any superpower, which one would you have?" And the girl's like, "I wouldn't have any superpower because I have the power of imagination." I was like, "Just answer the damn question." <laughs> <laughs> but that's oh, Brad. why I don't can't stand that one. <laughs> because of something someone else said. Yeah, oh my gosh, because of that commercial. <laughs> that's amazing. Anyway, uh, number four for me is Pete Maverick Mitchell. Mm. Lead character from my favorite movie of all time. Lieutenant. Love Pete Mitchell. And he's Brad, in action right now. They're in action. Yeah. Brad, that means the world to me that you said that. <laughs> he's pretty legit. Top Gun is my favorite movie. And I know to it's my top five. Yeah, Brad's number three, too. Um, yeah. That's it's definitely my top five. It's a rollercoaster of emotion for the man. And How, what's going on with the new movie? Well, it's started filming. Yeah. That's it. And I don't know. I'm really nervous about this because something that's been placed this high, I mean, it's my favorite movie of all time. There's a lot of ways you can mess this up. So It's been 30 years, so it's kind of... And the, but the technology is so much better, so it makes it actually, I don't know. Like Bullseye! Said, <laughs> so, interesting. Some of the greatest lines of my entire life were from oh, yeah. Pete Maverick Mitchell. Yes. We quote him all the time. My crew and my plane converse. <laughs> Usually more profane. I probably could have put Goose on this list too. Should have put yeah. Goose. But he was the, I, then he would have cried, maybe. Oh, I, there's still I opportunity get, on Brad's list for a get the, Oh, I, I love it here. There is. Oh, chance. Brad, show it. Yeah, no, look, show your emotion. When we get there, don't worry. When I get the number one, I, we're all I, already, I already knew how this was going with him. Yeah, I got excited with it. Good. So, number four for me is Uncle Sam. So, I love America. I think it's cool that. I can't think of anyone really. I, you know, that I probably in the back of my mind growing up throughout my whole entire life, it was always around. Uncle Sam. Yeah. Maybe you want you. That's yeah. Yeah. Top hat. Yeah. I mean, I love. I love. He is an icon. Yeah, I do. I love. uh, Well, I'll be honest with you. I, I I go anytime you do this, I always Google it right away. Uh And a lot of the top around my list, Uncle Sam was like number one on a lot of people's I list. saw it. After you showed me and I was kind of yeah. looking at some myself, I saw him and on the there. Rosie River, she was yep. on one mm-hmm. too. Um, yep. But, you know, so it was um, just interesting it's to a go good, kind He's of, a good symbol yeah. for freedom and loving your country. and. He really was you know, fundamental in helping raise funds and, you know, help during the war and all that stuff, which is a whole different conversation. But, right. yeah. So, yeah. That's my number four. Cool. My number four is Tom Hanks. Um, I, I should have put Forrest Gump. Okay, I'll say, do we have a favorite Tom Hanks movie? You do? We do. Yeah, what's yours? Well, what's yours? Oh, oh, my favorite Tom Hanks movie? 
maybe, maybe Forrest Gump. It's a good one. It's a great movie. It's the one that's, of course, sticking in my head right now. Um, Big. Big's a really good movie. Big is one of my one of my jams. Um, I'm assuming that we have the same Pretty Ricky Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, see, and that to me is not a Tom Hanks movie. It's a Matt Damon movie to me. Well, I, I understand that. I mean, it, it, for some people, it's probably a Vin Diesel movie. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, yeah. But think about it. Every movie that you've seen with Tom Hanks in it has been good in its own right. Yeah. And he can make a movie and he can make a film. Because there's a distinct difference yeah. between a movie and a film. Yeah. And he can do both. And I just think that, God, I, I really hope we don't get a sex scandal out of him. Because it's, he's just, to me, one of those, like, no, I, I can't believe it. And I was like that with several other guys, too. So um, I'm just really hopeful that that doesn't happen and I don't see it. He has had a Do you follow him on Instagram? No. You should. He takes pictures all over the world of just random one gloves. Like, people, like he'll find a glove in the street. And he'll have a funny caption with it. And it could be him. It could be someone who monitors his yeah. page. I don't care who it is. But it's his It's his handle. And it's just like random pictures. And he drops in on people. I just think he's fun. And Forrest Gump. I mean, who doesn't want to be Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, like all, we like all, I mean, I like all, a lot of his movies. I'm, trying to think. I'm sure there's one out there that I'm not a fan of. But um, for the most part, I think. And he was on that, what was that show called? Bosom Buddies. Yeah. Do you remember that? I mean, he's just been good forever. Yeah. He made a dog. Do you think he'll star in Terminator Universe? <sighs> yes. And that can do yes. everything. All right. My number three is the baddest man on the planet right now, Chuck Norris. I just love all the me- memes of him. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing to say. <laughs> it sort of goes with one of the people on your list. Yeah, had that little fight scene, but yep. yeah, I just I love me some Chuck Norris. Yeah. I Chuck think, Norris was my mom's favorite actor. I think I really started <laughs> liking. Him. That's amazing. <laughs> she had such a thing for Chuck Norris. Yeah. <laughs> um, Delta Force really turned me. Oh on. my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're single. I don't. Because <laughs> he doesn't like Ellen. He doesn't like Ellen, so you have no touch with... And it's a stupid reason why I don't like Ellen. <laughs> and it's because of some four-year-old girl saying something to her. Uh, it's not even that. It's just a commercial. It has I nothing know. to do with that. But she's promoting her show with him. Uh, it's, it's probably WBKB's fault. It's BKB's fault, let's be clear. Um, number three for me is James Bond. Mm. It's pretty easy. A lot of mine from here on out are kind of basic, but James Bond, oh yeah. So. Never seen one James Bond film really? in my life. I've never seen James Bond. I've never seen Superman movies. I've never seen a Star Wars film. Ken Parsons would actually be just just pissed off at the world that you're in. Yeah. Ken Parsons is the biggest James Bond fan I know. Really? Yeah. He loves James Bond. That's awesome, though. Good for him. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, so that's my number three. My number three is Justin Timberlake, the man who can't do anything wrong. Yeah, he's, I mean, what are you going to say? He's multifaceted. We just watched the VMAs. Is a lifetime achievement performance mm-hmm. where he brought out NSYNC and Jimmy Fallon and all that. That's yeah. He's everywhere, and he's. I don't find him annoying. I think some people might find him annoying, but I like that he's a little bit country and he's way you know poppy, and he's a funny actor, and he can be a serious actor, and 
he's just super talented. I like him. He seems, for all that he has going on, pretty down to earth. Like, again, just videos and stuff. Obviously, I don't get to hang out with him, contrary to popular belief. But him and Jimmy Fallon riding tandem bikes, yeah. you know, in the Hamptons and drinking beers. Like, that's how I feel. He would fit in. Yeah. Anywhere. Number two for me is Babyface, probably the greatest R&B producer out there, my favorite genre of music. I'm not surprised at all that. And he's quite the songwriter, too. When we find this Mr. Girl, and you have to come I mean, up with one song for your wedding to dance to her with, it's going to be a tough day for you. It is. Don't worry, it won't be today. It'll be, a, it'll be a hard process. I suggest a 64 March Madness style bracket, and we could debate it. <laughs> Over a couple of episodes because you will not be able to do that. It will be. Would it just uh, just all R and B other options? Well, no, there's some, but I mean, it's just Brad loves his R and B. Just absolutely loves. Brad it. loves the '80s. I'm feel I'm I'm feeling the late '80s, early '90s. Delta Force, The Firm, you know that kind of stuff. Babyface. Yes. Yet shy. Hell yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Star Wars. I mean, he like, oh my gosh, I actually thought that might have been a girl in a bathing suit from sitting over here. At, like, no, no, I can no. see new, like tones, skin tone. No, it's no Obi-Wan that's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. Number two for me, Bruce Lee, which makes sense. Growing up, I didn't have a lot of Asian role models at all, so he was it. I mean, it was either him or Short Arm from Indiana Jones. So, um, well, they're two good ones. Who's that guy from the Goonies? Yeah. Data. Yep. So there just wasn't a lot of them. So yeah. Bruce Lee was it. He was the coolest cool. So it's it's a pretty good. I mean, and also like growing up in the in Alpena in the early eighties, I was called Bruce Lee a lot. So like, <laughs> everyone, you know, everyone's like, that's the only one we know. So that's what it's called. That so uh, whatever. I mean, I'm I'm well well past that. But I mean, it's not even the right nationality. Come on. <laughs> I yeah. mean, but yeah. So. I, that's horrible. No. I'm sorry that that happened to you. No, it's fine. Um, my number two is Dr. Dre. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, um, he just, he made a white girl, like, some gangster rap. Did you see Straight Outta Compton? Several times. Yeah. Did you watch, what was that? The Defiant Ones. Defiant Ones? Mm-mm. Oh, yes. Great documentary. You yeah. have to go watch that. Leave here, go watch that. And yeah. And you will thank us. Really? Yes. And it's all about Dr. Dre's rise. It starts with him. It starts with him getting the app, the Apple Beats check. Oh. Okay. That's how, but then they tear Tino's life from that point on. Oh really? So they go back and it's. But about is it him or is it an him actor? Him and Jimmy who created mm-hmm. Beats. Ivy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It follows there too. So it's, it starts with them with, um, who's the CEO of Apple? Tim Cook. Tim Cook. It shows them getting that deal done, mm-hmm. and then it Tarantino's both their lives oh, okay. coming together. To okay. That it's great. Um, I love Straight Outta Compton. Um, it's kind of was one of those like I wanted more story. I wanted it to be a little bit longer, but I think they needed to. I wanted more story in him though. You'll get so that. I want his movie. Um, but isn't I? I listen every day to Dr. Dre. The yes. gym mostly. Oh. Um, yeah. but on my way here today, it was on, and I have a set um like on my XM. Favorite, so every time Dr. Dre comes on, and Snoop, and you know, it's good, but you look at my phone and it's all country. So, I think for the most part, 
Dr. Dre to me and Kanye are kind of similar where they're like so forward thinking. Not only that, but they know exactly the way they want it to sound. And if it does not sound that way, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Like, which is why you only see, I mean, Kanye's a little different, but Dre, wow. that's why you haven't seen Dre like release an album for 20 years. Just because no, he's like, yeah, he's like, it just isn't right yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just crazy. And he does that though, but he takes such hiatuses from making music. And then when he makes it, it's like, yeah. mind's blown again. Um, yeah. So that's All right. Well, hold on. Hold on. Are you ready? Are we okay? Oh my gosh, I can't wait. So, like, you have to know, like, if you're a listener of the podcast, you already know who Brad's number one. I'm not saying quizzing you, but you're in, most Thank people, are fans, already know what Brad's number one is. My number one is Matt Sears. <laughs> so, did you ever From watch Friday Night Lights? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Friday Night Lights on and off. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> You're crying. You, you literally are crying. Just was he the guy that got handy that got no, paralyzed? No, no. What's his real he life thing? Is it Taylor Kish? Is that no, his? No. no. Matt Saracen is the awkward kid through the whole entire movie yes. that just wanted to marry Coach Taylor. Oh, from the movie. No, no from the show. show. It was a from TV show. show. Oh yeah, he I was, saw both. Yeah. I. He was I, Jason Street's backup. So when Jason Street was paralyzed. Matt Saracen came in. Then he took over. Dated Coach Taylor's daughter. Yes. Then she left him. Yes. Coach Taylor left him. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> he was the guy completely. <laughs> <laughs> Brad. But it came full circle last season. That bathroom scene. Yes. The bathroom scene by far is one of the craziest scenes of, of all of television for me. Yes. It's really sad. I'm. I feel closer to you. I really do. That was that's big. That's big. All right. Yeah. We're gonna go from your awesome amazingness to my number one, which is Batman. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is like <laughs> <laughs> there's the tears other. coming down <laughs> your eyes. He's like, hey, let's talk about a comic book character. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm so happy for Batman. I'm wow. so sad that he's about to die. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. Um. Oh. My favorite thing about Batman is. He's been everywhere in my life, so like when we he's with your comics, he was on a cheesy TV show that I remember as a kid going, no, 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 and then he was in movies, and then different kind of movies, he was in like a weird movie at the time, which it's kind of cool now, but the very first Batman with Michael Keaton and Jack, it was kind of weird, but now I look back and I'm like, oh, that's amazing, and then there was even the bad Batmans with George Clooney and the nipples, and then, <laughs> and then there was like, Christian Bale, yeah, and the Ben Affleck. Do you I, like Affleck? I, I love, I love... All of it. I love all of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I already figured out, I said how I think Ben Affleck should, I think he should die. So, that's his way out. <laughs> Not Ben Affleck. In real life. No, but the, the, well, Batman. Yeah. 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 You probably don't. Yeah. <laughs> ben Affleck can't die. So, <laughs> that is not a threat, Ben Affleck. No, no, no. So, you probably will read comics, but there's it's no. a, thing, it's a thing called no. the Lazarus Pit, that, and it's in Batman lore, and if someone dies, you throw them in it, and then they come back alive. So um, it, it's been pretty obvious, or at least a rumor, that Affleck wants to get out of Batman and he wants it. to kind of move on to other things. So I was like, this is how he does it's it. It's the only job he has right now, yeah. though, so he probably yeah. needs to work. Just kill him, be done with it, then he can walk away, and then you can throw, his, throw him in the pit, and then he can come back out to somebody else. That's like, handy yeah. to have the app. That's a good. Is that what he did with Spider Superman at the end of Man of Steel? 
seconds. Oh yeah, I guess no. He comes back and he's fine. I, I don't think it's gonna be a spoiler for people who yeah. have. No, I I, was, <laughs> I, 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 I tend to watch these pretty early like oh. when they come out so I, a lot of people I work with don't so I'm always scared to like talk about anything that happens because I don't want to ruin people. Got it. See, you could, you could tell me everything. I, I so badly want to see all of those movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know the difference between Marvel and DC and today is not the day to start that conversation. Um, I just know that I like all their movies. Oh yeah. And I don't pay attention to which one is the right order because they're all good. They're all, and it's the same you enjoy them in a way that Allison enjoys them. See, mm-hmm. Allison doesn't have any background to him. So the whole time I'm watching it, like, that's not how it's supposed to go. Right. With my hands on my hips. And right, gonna, right. You know, and Allison's just like, oh, my God, that's really good. And the movies like Doctor Strange or Suicide Squad, where I don't know anything about them, mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's really cool. That's like, yeah. awesome. It's a different way I, of enjoying I, it. I don't know anything about them. Whereas, like, you know, Batman, Spider-Man, those characters to me are gospel. And it's like, do you get... Too far away from it, I start waving really? my finger at the screen like, that's not how you're supposed to do it. That's how I was with Twilight Stop it and Fifty Shades. <laughs> yeah. Twilight and Fifty Shades were like that for me. I actually, during Twilight, screamed out in the movie theater, that's not what happened! <laughs> 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 and I forget who I was with, but they were... I was with some girl, I don't even think it doesn't matter, but she was like, shh. <laughs> I was like, that's not what's supposed to happen! <laughs> when they take liberties, mm-hmm. with it, it's tough sometimes. But then, when they wrapped it all up, it was amazing, and that was that was why you go to the movies, kind of thing. Um, my number one, and not to get political, is Barack Obama. Um, I think Barack Obama started a movement in in the United States with youth and and looking at different perspectives of politics. And um, to me, he set a standard of what a leader is, because um, no matter what he dealt with, he did it all under. I'm very cool. He was very cool with it, and he was young. And now, hopefully, we get to learn more of his skill, and and everyone gets to share in all of the good that he does bring. I I really, I mean, I don't care about how he was as a president. I mean, I do. I thought he did a good job, but I like him as a as an American, as your uncle Sam. Oh yeah, yeah. We, I mean, Brad loves Brock, and I like good. Brock too. So. I mean, I don't agree with all his policies, but mm-hmm. to sit there and just act like I agree with this president on th- some things is an absolute. I, there's, there's, I, there's yeah. nothing I can even say about that. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> that was the subject I was going to talk about. Yeah. So, but no, um, I think it's even more impressive. Barack is more impressive with the fact that he was president right when Twitter and everything, mm-hmm. when social media was really going on. Mm-hmm. So to deal with something that no other president has had to deal with at all, ever, 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 and I think you know um, people look back at it. And, um, you know, there's different things, like I said, for different topics. And, and it might be because I, I obviously, quote unquote, grew up with you know him and Bill Clinton and, and George W. And um, I got different things along the way and grew up with it, but it's more. He made everybody become aware of it and talk about it. It wasn't just... He did a very good job of... Maybe, I don't know, he was very inclusive. Yeah. Of what it was to be an American. Yeah. So, you know, transgender was definitely addressed in his presidency. Yes. Um, you know, and I think... It brought race relations well, to the All LGTV, everything that was mm-hmm. together that goes along with that. That mm-hmm. was definitely brought in there. Um, I think touched a little bit on immigration. 
Yep. You know, so, you know, but I think kind of immigration has been with every president for the last... It's going to be with us forever. All the same issues are always going to... There's not one person that is going to solve it. Because obviously, we look at... Nobody wants to do it. Yeah. If somebody really good wanted to do it, it would probably have some positive traction right now in our country. But he just... He became... He was a popular president. Mm -hmm. Whether you liked him or you didn't, you paid attention. And you had a voice about it. And I think him being African-American <clears throat> let people be aware that they could say how they felt about things because, you know. His first book, <clears throat> no, his second book. His first book was about his father, right? Mm-hmm. So the second book, I really enjoyed his second book. Yeah. Um, I know I still have it at home. And I really, I had some really big hopes for him as president mm-hmm. and they just didn't materialize for whatever reason. But I honestly felt the way our country was at that time, he and I even made a, I wrote a blog post about it. I found it a long time ago. We were just a while ago. Oh, so yeah. we're talking about, you know, 10 years ago, I wrote this blog post about him. I just said that he had the opportunity to unite our country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it happened, it probably didn't happen. No, I think he drove to it no fault, their part, yeah, to, no, to no fault of his own in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, some, are, some are, some weren't, but mm-hmm. again, a different conversation. But he was under that point where, and we still are, as a country, I believe, thirsting for really strong leadership. Yep. And I think if the first person that can really, people can finally get behind him. Mean, nothing more than I think people want to be is proud of America. As yes. an American, mm-hmm. you want to be mm-hmm. proud of America. And if you can find someone who's like, yes, yeah. yes, that's right this. there. That's our guy. Mm-hmm. Everyone will jump aboard. Yep. I mean, for JFK sure. was that way, big time. People, yep. you know, and, and, and with Barack, it was, this, it was youth. It was fresh ideas. That's the way that I look at it. It's not status quo. And right now, it's just this whirlpool of bullshit. No one knows what to make sense out of. I honestly believe that the reason that Donald, a large reason why Donald Trump was elected president is because people didn't want to vote for like Clinton. 100%. I I mean, there was, I had friends who voted for the independent candidates because they couldn't decide. They couldn't decide the lesser of the two, other two evils, so they voted for the independent candidates, knowing that a they exercised their right, but b it wasn't going to make any difference between those two. And if you think about it, if they would have chosen a lesser, things might be different yeah. today. Oh yeah, I Ron Johnson definitely influenced this election. Yeah, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. There was a lot. Yeah. I'm not saying that probably she would have won, but um, I think she would have won. Um, but I also think that we would have been in a much better position than what we are today. The both sides of the aisle, you know, because I don't think the GOP necessarily wants President Trump. We don't talk a lot about the politics on here, but no. I'll do my little soapbox and quickly. I'll be fast. So I don't think the GOP even wants Trump as president. But the simple fact is, is that if the Democrats and the Republicans don't realize why he appeals to people and how how what happened, and if they don't address that, like. People want to feel like there's somebody out there listening to them, mm-hmm. even if it's a crazy freaking guy. I just, yeah. I, yeah. I don't deny that he has spectacular leadership and negotiating skills beyond. Mm-hmm. Like, that end of it, yes. But run a company. Yeah. We're, our world is in absolute upheaval. Mm-hmm. And we got this guy worried that Roseanne needs to apologize to him or ABC needs to apologize to him over that's what he's putting out there. That's not appropriate. It's just, but 
with Barack, we didn't have the fly off the handle. We didn't have hot-headed politics. Um, we had thought, and it provoked thought because it was we uh, America flipped it on its head and elected a black president, yeah. and that to follow it up with a woman president, a female president. I don't know if we would have been able to not combust yeah. over the change of it. And I don't think it's. I don't think. I don't know. Yeah. I just hope that the next election. I hope that November everyone gets out and votes. And don't waste your vote. Don't just say so. You go get your sticker that said I voted. Yeah. Pick. It just. I. It's gonna happen again if they don't. Because mm-hmm. I see it. I can see. I see the way things are working again and how things are going. It, it's going to be that same cycle. It's the. the they're just not the same old same politicians. Are still worried about keeping being politicians instead of just trying to figure out mm-hmm. listening to you know it's frustrating and it's and it's everywhere unfortunately it's not just oh yeah I mean I'm not level. you know and yeah it's you know it's it is what it is I mean I um I'm very fortunate to be able to be a part of some political conversations with some representatives and I learn a lot yeah. I don't decide a lot though. I, I, I have to stay open-minded about things. Well, it's good. I think that's the other thing is you'll listen. And I'm not a card-carrying branch of anything. I voted for Republicans. I voted for Democrats. I vote for who I feel conscionable about. I, yeah, 100%. I just think that the people when people feel marginalized, they push back. You know, That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. It's tough. But I think, too, because of the, the hopey change that Barack Obama brought, we're able to have this conversation because I don't think I would ever have been interested in politics had I not admired his presence. <laughs> so there's that. That's the top that's our, five. That's our five. That's alive. Anything surprised you? Dr. Dre story surprised me. Yeah, Dr. Dre surprised me with her. Um, I'm not surprised that you cried over Matt Sarah. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm actually, like, I'm concerned. Because... I was shocked one thing about both of us. Nobody supports. But we did say pop culture, so I don't know. But some, like, Michael Jordan very well is a pop. I Tiger had LeBron Woods. on my long list. Yeah. I had LeBron on my Tiger long list. Tiger Woods is a, by far a mm-hmm. pop culture icon. Tom Brady was on my long list. Yeah. The GOAT. But yeah. I didn't want to talk about football. Yeah. So it's just fun. That, uh, I, those are always the things I like to look back at and mm-hmm. kind of reflect on. Alright, thanks everybody for listening. That was quite the episode. It's good stuff. And ups and downs and some arguing. Some laughter. Really our first argument on here. It's what it's all about. People don't want to hear us just sit there agree. I know. But I did want to hear Michelle this week, so. I did. And thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. It was. Ladies, listen. Brad's got a great kitchen. He's got a cute house. Big heart. Heart as big as this world. <laughs> He's got a Thatcher side. That, I do. That it's, doesn't let him. It's know, okay. Cries at movies. And I'm, 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 I'm happy that I got to be here with you. <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank you. I look forward to the cookout um, after. You're welcome to stop Duke, by the house one. Uh, Duke wins maybe this year. Oh. Yeah, should maybe wager that out. Oh, I thought she was talking about 16. Yeah. You're more welcome oh. to the house one. Oh, you have a house for me? Yes. Oh, okay. 16. Okay. I'm going to tell you, people are listening, if you come to the house one, I really don't care. 
It's a thousand people. Oh, what do you that'd care? be amazing. <laughs> that'd be awesome, actually. He only brought a hundred hot dogs. <laughs> what are we going to do? Run to KFC. It's right yeah. up the street. It'll be fine. Next week? Mary Beth stuffs for you. Malpina CVB. Nice. She's got a lot going on right now. We now, want right? her to leak something. She probably won't, but it'd be cool. I, I want her, everyone to leak everything. Yeah. I'm, I have a thirst for be, knowledge. That would be kind of <laughs> awesome. Man. And then, uh, then Christy Johnson will be on the week after that. Yes. Roller Derby. Roller That's going to be the weekend of their day of um, about, right? Yep. Yep. In town here, so we're gonna hype that up. You guys have been? I've been to a couple of Yeah. I'm not, but we should talk about that. So that's June 23rd. Is the is the, the road uh, at Northern Lights Arena? So you guys should definitely check that out. Yeah. I know we've talked about that the last time Alan in town. Um, so we'll go through the calendar really quick. June 16th, the, not this Saturday, but the Saturday after. So we have the hospice walk that I'll be at, yep. and then Brad's housewarming party. There's a lot going on that week. And then there's also Saturday. yeah, there is a lot going. We got graduation party. Yes. There's a graduation party and there's a concert in the park. Blues festival. And blues festival. The week next this Saturday, Dylan's golf outing. And then um, this Thursday is there's a meat raffle at the Fresh Palette. Oh, that's this Thursday. Yeah. Oh man. And then tonight was um, podcast. Tomorrow's volleyball. Wednesday's sports banquet for Gabe. My guys can go on every night this week. I'm nuts this week myself. I'm on the road, and then I leave for five days on Thursday. Ooh, fun. Yeah, going to Richmond, Virginia, and check out the scene there. Rich what? <laughs> Spiders. <laughs> so, all right, well, thank you for coming by. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun, guys. All right. Anything you want to say? No, I'm good. Just bye. Everybody have a good week. Enjoy the podcast. More suggestions and feedback would be great. And don't forget to like us, review us, share us, all that fun stuff. We appreciate it. I'm going to try to get back to that Friday Instagram Saturday post, but I know it's, it's, it's crazy. So, All right. Talk to you guys soon.